Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. 7.5%. Am I allowed to say holy crap? Holy crap. That's inflation, baby. I actually thought the number was coming out tomorrow. I got it confused with jobs reports, which come out on a Friday, although we won't see the jobs report until March for February. This is where we are with inflation, 7.5% on an annual basis. So it beat estimates. Some people thought 7.2, some people thought 7%, 7.5. What is it telling us about what we're seeing with the economy? What is it telling us about what it is we're hearing from the administration? How can we even be considering on a federal level more spending because, I don't know, did you hear this? Did you hear this from Representative Jayapal? Pramila Jayapal, Washington State. Oh, she's down with it. We can we can take Build Back Better and we can rebrand it as long as we get to spend. I think that I'm perfectly fine with rebranding it. I don't mind what we call it, but what we have to do is lower costs for the American people. We got to lower child care costs. We got to lower prescription drug costs. We got to lower health care costs. And uh, we have to make sure that we are addressing an unfair tax system. So those are the things that we know we got to do. And I believe that we can put these pieces back together. We can call it something else. Well, isn't that great? What should get in the way of more spending? How about the fact that you have a dollar that is worth less and less? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio and Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Get all the good videos there. Dr. Matt Will joins us right now. Economist from the University of Indianapolis. MattWill.com. DR for Dr. Matt Will on the Twitter box. Break it down, man. First things first, we, we you have have on this show talked the idea of recession and now you have inflation at 7.5% before we get to the recession talk what does the 7.5% mean how is the number calculated and what does it say to you well tony it includes there there's two parts there's overall inflation which is everything that we buy which is the 7.5 and there's core inflation which removes things like um, fuel and energy and food because those are highly volatile items but that was 7.2%. Here's what's scary about these numbers Terry or Tony. Tony the number was supposed to be 4.8. All the expectations were core inflation would be 4.8% came in at 7.2 overall 7.3. Tony that's a 50% increase over expectations. So when you said holy crap earlier that was the right phrase. And this I got a comment on this congressperson's comments that I just heard heard you play. Her statement was, we have to lower costs. Does she not understand that her spending is what's causing costs to go up, and the only way to get costs down is to stop the spending in Washington? Look, the the inability of Washington to understand the issue on Midwest Main Street, I talk about this all the time, Wall Street and Midwest Main Street, the chasm is absolutely, it seems limitless in the differences between the two. But let's talk about the 7.5% inflation. We've now seen three months of this very large rise in inflation. The question is, where is this taking us? We look at the Dow right now, it's down 81, the NASDAQ's down 48. I would have accepted, uh, I, I would have expected a massive drop. We're not seeing that. How does Wall Street absorb these numbers and how does Main Street absorb these numbers? 
Well, it's interesting you say that because Wall Street's already figured bad news was coming. So the bad news arrived. They knew it was arriving. So they haven't reacted on the side of of, of stock prices, but they did react on the side of interest rates, Tony. The 10-year Treasury is now above 2%. It hasn't been there in three years. So the interest rates are starting to go up because the market knows rates will have to go up. But let me, let me scare everybody, Tony. I don't want to do this, but it's a fact. Inflation will get worse. I don't predict much, but let me tell you why I say that. The things that caused the inflation this time were discretionary goods, furniture, appliances, cars, computers. Discretionary expenses caused this to go up, and we've talked about this on your show before. Producer prices have been skyrocketing. They're much higher than 7.5%. Eventually, those costs will be passed on along to you and I, and that's what we see happening, and we'll see it again next month. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, this idea of, of things passing through to us, I, I think that people at home, myself included, say, whoa, 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 I'm already paying more for everything. So when you talk about things being passed on to us, isn't it already being passed on to us? It's actually not, Tony. It has not been. Companies have been absorbing a lot of these price increases because they're afraid of losing customers, but they can't absorb it forever. And we're starting to see that leaking out. We talked about the PMI index that came out just last week. It's the major indicator of production. Their inflation rate was the highest rate in the history that I've been able to look at these, this data. That tells me that the producers are absorbing a lot of the cost and they're going to pass it along, Tony. They can't, they can't lose money. It's just not going to happen. They're going to have to at some point make us pay for those increased costs. The Biden administration putting out a statement um, touting wage growth and forecasts of tapering inflation. It was the Biden administration that told us that inflation was transitory. It was it was just temporary until you started hearing from some uh, uh, White House level economists saying, what are, what are we talking about here? This isn't this isn't temporary. They are all forecasting that by the end of 2022, things will be back to normal. What are you forecasting? You know, Tony, I've told you before, and I'll say it again. I don't forecast. I can only tell you cause and effect. If the Fed decides to increase rates, which they should, and if the federal government stops spending like drunken sailors, which they should, inflation will be low. But if Build Back Better passes, if the Fed doesn't actually get their, their act in gear, then we're going to have high inflation. So I don't know what the Fed is going to do. I don't know what the, what the Congress is going to do. But I can tell you, if they don't stop spending, it's going to get worse. And if the Fed doesn't take action, it's going to get worse. So my ability to predict what the Fed is going to do and what the, the Congress is going to do is not very good. The Fed action involves rate hikes. So we've heard from a couple different places. Uh, we first heard a, a conversation of four rate hikes in 2022. Then we had Bank of America people saying that we would see uh, possibly seven rate hikes in 2022. Then we had the Fed director in Atlanta, the Atlanta Fed, saying we'd see three rate hikes in 2022. Isn't the question not how many rate hikes we have, but how much are the rate hikes in total? It is. It is, Tony. But it's a combination of how much and how often. Because if they raise it half a percent, they don't have to do two quarter percent raises. And what you heard from Bank of America was what should be done. What you heard from the Fed when they said three is a political answer. It's a political answer that's a weak answer and it's going to keep inflation high. So the Bank of America was simply saying, well, you got to do seven if you want to cut down inflation. And someone from the Fed did not support that opinion. That scares me. 
one of the things, uh, uh, Yellen, uh, who is the Treasury Secretary, and I, she headed up the IMF, right? That that was that that Yellen. No, she uh, she headed up the Fed. She was the Fed chair. The Fed chair. Okay. Um, uh, she expects implement inflation through the much of the year uh, to remain above two percent. But she also said, if we're successful in controlling the pandemic. I expect inflation to diminish over the course of the year and hopefully revert to normal levels by the end of the year around 2%. This is the idea that all of this is COVID-related. In your conversations and in your research, Dr. Will, is inflation COVID-related? No. That is a false statement, Tony. It's related to, okay, actually, there is a little part of it. It's supply chain related. It's lockdown related. Of course, lockdowns are the government action and reaction to COVID. It's regulation. It's the push by Janet Yellen for a global tax. It's federal interest rates by the Fed. It's federal spending by the Congress. And California, for example, they have these environmental rules that are not allowing the ports to operate. So all these things together are causing it, plus, of course, the giveaway of money during the COVID situation. Uh, to blame it on COVID is just Janet Yellen knows better. I'm embarrassed for her that she has to say this. I don't know that she believes it, but she has to say it. So, again, political answer as opposed to. So so I, I guess the, the, the only thing left is, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. In your words, as long as uh, government continues to fail to make proper moves, it will last, although it could indeed taper down. The question that people ask, and this may be a, a fiduciary question, but uh, you're as close as I've got. So I'm asking you, even though it's a different world. When, when, when you see this happening, Wall Street reacts in one way. And Midwest Main Street reacts in, in, in another way. Some people see this as buying opportunity, and some people see this as, man, I better hold on to as much cash as humanly possible. We saw the entire world of crypto, the minute this information came out, drop like a stone amongst every single uh, cryptocurrency you can mention. And then it's come back because maybe people feel that that's a hedge that can still work out for them. What do you believe the moves from Wall Street are going to be over the next two months? And what do you think the moves of Midwest Main Street should be over the next two months? Well, you know, Midwest Main Street, I, I hate to say this because this is a self-fulfilling prophecy, but cash is king. And the more cash you have, the better you're going to be during times of, you know, inflation or buy something that retains its value. You know, holding, holding let me repeat that. Holding cash is going to decrease in value. But Wall Street, Main Street needs to buy goods that are going to increase in price because they are going to appreciate. I know this sounds weird, Tony. Used cars might be a good investment right now because used cars will very well go up in price in this kind of situation. Wall Street, Tony, Wall Street's going to be erratic. It's going to be very volatile. It's not going to know what to do. It's just waiting around to see what Congress does. Wall Street is going to continue this roller coaster. It's completely unpredictable. Wall Street doesn't know what to do, Tony. They're just waiting to see what happens out of Washington. So your advice is I should go out there and buy cars and Rolexes? Tony, if you can get a car right now, if you can get a car, I would do it. Yes, value assets are going to go up in price. So why wouldn't you want to hold them? Because I think, look, I'm speaking as an outsider looking in. I think people look at this and say, well, now's not the right time uh, to do this because the price is already too high. Hold the cash. Wait for things to come down. But here's the problem. Cash is going to lose its value. If you're holding cash in your pocket, it's worth a dollar. In in a year, it's going to be worth uh, 85 cents. 
Is that really what you want? Whoa, no, now you're you talking Rolex, about January. Hold on. See, this is where I love it. This is where I love you, Dr. Will, because you're talking January 2023. You're saying, your is it your contention that the inflation stays at a way that even a year from now, our dollar is worth physically less, I'm saying physically, is worth less, less has less value than it has right now? Yes, absolutely. Huh. Well. And so that, that's why you need to get into an asset that's going to appreciate in value. So basically what, what Dr. Will is telling you is buy bourbon. <laughs> I like your interpretation of my words. <laughs> well, but then you'd have to hold on to it, and I'm not a guy who's going to hold on to it. Uh, Dr. Matt Will, a University of Indianapolis economist, mattwill.com, Dr. Matt Will on the Twitter box. Follow him there. Listen, I appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you so very much. That is a, that is a, man, that's a little bleak. But he's, I have to tell you, he's, he's bringing up a subject that forces you to ask yourself a question. What makes us think this stops? That's a, that's a very negative kind of, kind of conversation. That's a very, you see, that's, oh, Biden, that's, you know, you're, you're just doing that because he's a Democrat and you, and you don't like Democrats. No, no, I don't like Democratic policies. I've met Democrats that are lovely. Um, I've also met Republicans that are total jerk faces. So you see, these things happen. But we're, we're, I, I might be thinking about this wrong. I might be predicating this on the idea that eventually it gets better in 2022. Why? Why am I making this assumption? That is, that's a bad assumption. So now, now I'm asking the question. Now I got to start drinking. I, you know what? I can't, I can't believe you just did that to me. Somewhere in my head, I was like, okay, things will slow down, but what do you do about right now? Well, who's got any belief that this will actually slow down? I got. I wonder what people will invest in. Where do you feel is a safe place for your dollar? That's a good question. We'll get into it. Tony Katz, great to be with you.